This is Author Talk, presented by Author House, the leading provider of services to help authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world. Author Talk is a show about new books and the authors who wrote them. It's an opportunity for prospective readers to hear directly from the writers, to hear what inspired them to write and publish, and to hear all the inside details about their books. Here is Author Talk with host Steve Jorgensen. The title of this book of poetry, Lift It Up, Christian Poetry, and the poet is Donna Maynor. And Donna joins us now on Author Talk. Hello, Donna. Hello. Good to have you with us. Now I'm going to read just a little of what you've written about your book of poetry. You say this, This book is a collection of original Christian poetry, which I hope will inspire and uplift you. Many of these poems deal with finding strength in the Lord in times of trouble. I was inspired by the lives of others, as well as my own life. As a stroke survivor, I have drawn from my own personal experiences as I have gone through different stages of recovery. Well, first of all, Donna, congratulations, and and uh, can't even imagine what you've gone through. Well, it's been quite a tough journey. I'm sure it has, but the f- most important thing is that you made the journey, right? Yes, yes, I have. Well, tell us what happened in May of 2009, and of course the book is one result of it, but there's much more than that. But tell us what happened to you in May of 2009. May of 2009, I decided to become a born-again Christian after going through horrible experience of having my stroke in February of 2007, I lost the use of my left hand, which was my dominant hand. The entire left side of my body was paralyzed, and it was just a horrible experience all the way around. The stroke just hit me, and when I came to, I was unable to move my left hand or my leg. My left hand balled up into a fist. I'm unable to open that hand by myself. I'm unable to use that hand at all, and it left me in a very dark place for a long time. I was very bitter and angry. I was bitter and angry toward God. Right. Why did you leave me like this, Lord? I mean, it was just horrible. I felt myself growing into a very bitter and angry person. I became very withdrawn, and just I just I was very depressed sunk into a deep, dark hole of depression, didn't want to do anything, very, very upset toward people in general. I didn't want to socialize, and I just wanted to curl up into a ball and die, actually. But little by little, with the help of some friends, I went to um, a church one, one Sunday and was very moved by that church service. So up to that point in time, you hadn't been going to church? No. No, I wasn't going to church. I wasn't doing anything on a Sunday, just staying in bed. And I went to this church and was very moved and decided, okay, this the only way from here is up. And I decided to give myself to the Lord. I said, I can't do this alone anymore. I need help. And something hit me. I decided to join the church. I was baptized, and I've been going ever since. I, be, I took that prayer said that prayer that I needed help. I need help from you, Lord. Please help me. And it changed my life. You say your life was transformed in ways you never dreamed of. Yes, that's true. 
And so writing these poems Mm -hmm. is your way of sharing and expressing your faith. Yes, that's correct. Well, poetry is a very, uh, very difficult for most people. Uh, Anytime you have to rhyme, and and of course it's such a concentration of of, uh, imagery and emotions, why do this when you could have done some other kinds of writings? Well, I've always enjoyed writing poetry. It's been a hobby for me since I was a little girl. And I, I just enjoyed writing poetry. The only way, that's the best way I know how to express myself is through poetry. And it all started out with one poem. And then little by little, other poems came into my mind. And I just kind of set them off to the side in a little notebook. And I said, well, I saw all of these poems. I said, how about doing a book? <laughs> and I said, wow, okay, I'll do a book. Mm-hmm. I just had so many ideas. And also a lot of my ideas came from the sermons that I heard in church and meeting different people and just reflecting on my own life. This stroke was something that could have killed me. And by all intents and purposes, it should have killed me. And I'm still here on this earth by the grace of God. It just made me sit down and think, you're still alive, Donna. It's something to celebrate, even though at times you don't don't feel like celebrating it. It's something to celebrate. Right. And little by little, my life started coming together. It made sense to me. Just write poetry. Write how you feel. And I started to feel joy again Mm -hmm. by going to church and just reflecting on my life and reflecting on all that I've been through. There's got to be a purpose to this. God has a purpose for me. And prayed on it and prayed on it, continued writing, and found out, okay, this is another way of expressing myself. There are a lot of people out there who are going through a lot of ordeal in their lives. They're feeling down, they're feeling defeated and depressed and maybe helpless, and they might even be angry toward God for their situation. But there's a way out of that. Mm -hmm. There's a way out of that. I found a way out of it for myself, and I'd like others to to be inspired by my story. And you are a prolific poet. 152 poems in this book. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> That's fantastic. And this is your, not your first book. You've written another book called Reflections. Yes, that's co- correct. A collection of poetry written by Donna Maynor. So yes. this is just a continuation, except this has, a, I guess, a different... Uh, theme than maybe your first book. Yes, the first book was more of a variety of different themes, where it's lifted up as solely based on my faith in God. It's it's an it's a tribute toward the Lord, lifting up Jesus. Well, let's hear a few of your poems, Donna. Why don't you pick out uh, a few favorites and you can share those with us and make a comment after each one. So, uh, do you have one? Yes, I do. All right, go ahead. This one I'm going to read is called Lift It Up. It's the very first poem I wrote. It's on page one of my book. Hope for all who may be sad. Hope for all who may be lost. You're not alone. Just hold on tight. Keep reaching for the cross. Though you may sleep at night, you never really feel rested. Your faith in God is constantly tested. The ways of the world leave you cold and blue. The Lord is real and he'll see you through. 
miracles in the stars above, he gave his son who shed his blood. And this my mother said is true. If you take one step towards God, he'll take two steps towards you. Well, that set the tone for the whole book. Lifted up, I'm sure you feel like you've been lifted up. Yes, definitely. Can even I don't think anyone can obviously uh, really understand what you've been through when someone has a stroke and you lose the uh, use of your hand, your arm that is uh, very, very tough and can be drive people right into depression. Yeah. But you have been proactive, and, and look what you've accomplished, Donna. I'm sure you <laughs> feel really good about yourself. Yes, I do. Well, that's tremendous. What's tremendous? So that was your first poem, and what were you feeling? I was just feeling a sense of thanks to God for getting me through, allowing me to live and allowing me to be able to write again. Wow, that's true. You Before, you didn't think you'd perhaps ever do that again, huh? No. Well, why don't you share another one with us? Okay. Another one I have is called, He Wants to Be Friends. This relationship is a healthy one indeed. It will help you grow and make you strong and fulfill your every need. Mortal man may fail you. His nature is very flawed. Can't be compared to what you have when you learn to trust the Lord. Very good. <laughs> very good. Now... Is it very difficult for you to write poetry, or does it come uh, naturally? It comes naturally. The yeah. ideas just come into my head. The words just come to me. When did you discover that you could write poetry? When I was 12. So you've been doing that ever since? Yes, writing poetry since I was 12. Mm -hmm. Well, you must have quite a collection. <laughs> <laughs> I have several books uh, in the making, perhaps, <laughs> right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead and uh, share another one with us. Okay. This poem is called All is Well. Despite the hardships in my life and troubles all around, I cling on tight to Jesus. To my Savior, I am bound. Though I may be in distress, it may hardly show. Since accepting Jesus Christ, there's a peace I've come to know. My anger and desperation, I've given all away and look to God Almighty to get me through each day. Each day may have its hardships. Don't ever give up hope. Jesus Christ is with you. He will keep you afloat. The water's somewhat calm. As far as I can tell, I put my trust in Jesus Christ and know that all is well. Well, it's wonderful that you can express yourself this way. Thank you. Very, very good, Donna. You think you'll continue writing? I'm sure you're going to. Yeah, I definitely will. The title of the book, Lifted Up, Christian Poetry, and Donna Maynor is the poet. Donna, tell us how to get your book. Well, it's available currently in Barnes & Noble. It's also available through Author House, authorhouse.com, and amazon.com also. It's also available through different Christian bookstores. Thank you, Donna. Thanks for being with us. Thank you very much. You're listening to Author Talk. We'll be back right after these messages. Na, 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 come on. Do you love finding fabulous deals and enjoy fashion and discussing celebrities? Then you've touched the right dial. Join the lovely ladies of Celebrity Coupon. 
with your host, Elisa Nicole, Lakeisha, and Raquel, as they get your weekend started off right every week on Friday at 6 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. They'll be discussing great deals on hot products, affordable fashions, and the latest celebrity news. We know you'll feel good after listening to this show and eager to come back the following week to tune in and hear news, tips, and advice on how to save while shopping for amazing products. For more on your Celebrity Coupon hosts and amazing deals and downloads, check out their webpage at CelebrityCoupon.com. You never know who'll be joining them and what giveaways they'll have. It's talk radio like never before. Celebrity Coupon with your host, Elisa Nicole. Lakeisha and Raquel. Friday afternoons at 7, 6 central on toginet.com. It's time to get your boots on with the boot campaign with hosts Megan Roth and Bailey Gray Thursdays at noon, 1 central on toginet.com. Sponsored by Austin Bank. The whole point of the boot campaign is to continue the true grassroots initiative developed by a group of patriotic women known as the Boot Girls. Inspired by the true story of Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, the Boot Girls got started with celebrities but want every American to get your boots on by purchasing a pair of the Give Back Combat Boots. The campaign's motto is simple. When they come back, we give back. For more on the boot campaign, go to the website, bootcampaign.com. The Boot Campaign Get Your Boots On Show will feature discussions on current events impacting the lives of active duty and retired military, interviews with our nation's war heroes, medical professionals, and celebrities who have put their boots on. Do your part and join us for The Boot Campaign Get Your Boots On Show with Megan Roth and Baby Gray, Thursdays at noon, 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Author Talk, brought to you by Author House helping authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world. The title of the book, The Journey into a Man's Broken Heart. And the author is Subor Johnson. And Subor joins us now on Author Talk. Hello, Subor. Good afternoon. How are you? Good to have you with us. I'm going to read a couple of things you've written about your book. You say this. Think about the person that you love the most in the world. Now close your eyes and imagine that person being gone when you open them. The journey that you will embark on to get them back is the same journey of this novel. The journey into a man's broken heart. So the main character in the first person, is that you, Sabor? (laughs) Are you the romantic here? No, it's it's not me. It's a character, but um, there's there's a lot of things that I've experienced that I, I factor into the the character and his personality and things of that nature. Okay, all right. Well, let's get down to why you wrote the book. Okay, um, I wrote the book. I, it, I'm a firm believer that uh, everyone in the world has a soulmate, even though we may not uh we may not all meet our soulmates, and we may meet them at the wrong time in life. But um, just based on that belief and, and doing some reflecting on some of my past relationships, I kind of merged everything together into this tale. And um, it's kind of like a modern-day love story, which uh, kind of capitalizes on the fact that we all make mistakes. And for those of us that make mistakes and we know that we made them, like the, the sacrifices and things of that nature that we're willing to do to get that, that second chance to pursue the love that we had and maybe reunite with the soulmate that we may have lost. Now, this is the first book of three books, but it's the middle book. 
<laughs> so you started in the middle of this man's journey as well as, I guess, the journey of his emotions. Yeah, the, um, the way the reason I did that is because um, this, this part of the story is kind of like the foundation, and it, and it lays all the groundwork for everything that's going to happen going forward. So I thought it was important to start with the middle. That way the readers can get like a, a real good core feeling of all of the characters and everything that makes the characters who they are. And, and that way when a, the next book comes, which would be continuing from where this one ends, they'll be able to just continue with the journey and they already had a foundation. And then um, the very last book in the series will actually be preceding this one. It will be the very first one. And that just leads everyone up to how this one started, kind of like the, um, the beginning of how the characters met and things of that nature. To really get a sense of everything, it had to start in the middle because that's where, I guess, the meat of the story is. Well, you say this, an exciting part of the book is the start of the book when the main character is forced to face death and all the emotions that run through his mind as a result. So here he is, and his name is Don, right? Correct. So Don dies, and not quite sure where he is at first, but then he realizes he's in heaven. Yeah, that's, that's correct. But there's one thing missing, so I guess it's not heaven. Yeah, when he when he gets to heaven and he's there enjoying everything that's perfect about heaven, he, he feels empty and he finds out that um he he's kinda of not he's a he's alone because he hasn't really lost anyone that he's truly cared for. So, um he starts to inquire about the love of his life, the woman he was with before he passed away, which her name happens to be Heaven. And um he finds out that since she's getting past, if she was to meet someone else and fall in love with them, that she would reunite with them when she passes versus him. And um, because of that, he, he decides to, to sacrifice his time in heaven because um, heaven's not heaven to him if he's not with heaven. So he kind of uh, gives up everything in order to pursue a second chance in life just to be with her. So he gets a chance to come back. Yeah, he, he makes a deal so that he could come back and... Um, try to get everything back to normal with the love of his life. So this book, told in the first person, and that person is a man. Most might say, how could a man write this kind of a romantic story? Of, you know, it's what we might call, uh, you know, for women only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, I got that question a lot. Um, I, I think like men don't really get the, I guess the um, credit for being in tune with their emotions. So I, I think I just really channeled into it and, and really just thought about. I think I did what a lot of men don't do, and that's really just share the emotions that they have and really just open up. So I, I did that with this story and and really just let it all out on paper and just really explain, you know, how he felt the whole story and, and things of that nature. Like when he was confused, you know, I really put that into it so that when the reader's reading it, they go through and they feel everything that the main character feels at the moment. And um, I, I think I successfully did that, but I'll, I'll wait to hear back from all of the readers. Well, it's fiction, but you, like you're describing, were able to transfer those emotions, your emotions, into the story. Yeah, um, my emotions, um, friends of mine, people that I've met, just 
everyone's been in a relationship and everyone's had, you know, heartaches, even if it wasn't a relationship based, it could have been like the death of a family member. So, I mean, I've, I've been around a lot of people that had different experiences and I, I just kind of like captured into those emotions and, um, just factored them into just to get the emotional state of the, the book. Well, you say one of the key messages, live in the moment and do not take anything for granted. Yeah, I think that's very important because um, time is something that, that isn't guaranteed for any of us. And, and I think that it's important for us to really just just appreciate it and just live in the moment and just not take things for granted. Whether it's a person, whether it's an opportunity, I think we just need to really just try to make sure that we live our lives to the fullest and that we take advantage and capitalize on any opportunity that we may have, whether it's with love or jobs or school or anything of that nature. If this story was a movie, what would it be rated? <laughs> I'm going to have to say, um, I would think rated R, just because it, it's, a, it's a true love story, and it, it, it's really emotional. So PG-13 would make it like a, a teen love and a puppy love. So I, I think rated R. You, <laughs> you also say if you love someone... Let them know. Yeah, yeah, you just tell them. And, and more importantly than telling them, show them. I, I think that you should just really just put that out there and, and don't just assume that someone knows how you feel or someone can just read your mind or just pick up on everything. I really think it's important to really just tell people and show them how you feel. Whether it's love or dislike, I think you should just put your emotions and just wear it on your sleeve and just let everyone know. You also say women will be attracted to this book because women tend to be more in tune with their emotions and they tend to love, love, enjoy love stories more than most men. And there are a lot of layers to this story that you believe would take most people a few times reading it to begin to scratch the surface. Yeah, there's a, a lot of hidden messages and things of that nature, even though it's it's, it's written in a, in a sense that anyone can pick it up and go through and, and appreciate the story. There's a lot of, like, foreshadowing, a lot of um, underlying messages for people to really dig into and really, you know, do some self-reflection. Um, I think anyone can capitalize on that. But I think women, just because of what it's about and it's a love story, I think women will be more, I guess, willing and eager to read it just to appreciate the story. I, I, I know a lot of men that did read it. But a lot of them didn't read it on their own, like, oh, I just want to pick this book up and read it. They read it maybe because they knew me or a girlfriend or a female friend of theirs may have recommended it. But, I mean, guys just don't tend to enjoy looking at or reading romance things. So that's, You also I mean, say that there is a thin line between selfless and selfish. Yeah. And, um... The the main character gets into that a lot during his uh, his journey, but um, it's just like there's a lot of times where you may do something and you may think that you're being selfless and and you're really doing it for the other person, but in all actuality, when you step step away from I guess your your being and you look at it from a, from an outside perspective, you'll see that it really was a selfish move and you just did it because you wanted to do it for you and. So I think it's a very thin line, just like there's a thin line between love and hate. It's just um, it's, it's something that we, we tread and try to, you know, balance the two, but we end up falling on one side and try to excuse it to be the other.
And this book is an emotional roller coaster, as you call it. <laughs> yes. Um, just just because it's going through the whole journey of a man really trying to trying to right all of his wrongs with a woman that he loved, and he made a lot of mistakes, and just trying to correct them and trying to show her that he's changed and he's matured. Um, while going through everything else in life, it, it really goes through the ups and the downs, and um. You know, he has friends and everything, so he may have a bunch of fun when he's hanging out with his friends, but when he's alone, he realizes that, you know, he he still hasn't achieved the love that he set out to achieve. So while he's riding high one moment, he could be crashing down when no one else is around. So it's just a whirlwind of emotions that go the whole way through the story. You say you don't see your book as controversial. However, some people might see it as being controversial since it journeys through heaven and hell. Um, yeah, yeah. The story goes through heaven and hell, and I, I actually don't think it's at all controversial, but um, some people may think so just because, you know, their their beliefs on how you get to heaven and what their perception of heaven is and the same with hell. So, I mean, just the fact that it touches those areas and, and that is kind of like a, a gray area to a lot of people and they have their own opinions, someone could make it controversial, but I don't believe that it is. I, I think it's pretty um, it's pretty safe as far as controversy, and I, I just think it's just an excellent read. Well, if this book was a movie, do you have any actors or actresses that you would like to see play certain characters? Um, I do. There's a uh, <laughs> there's a character. They don't really have a huge part, but when I described the character, character, I was thinking of um, Olivia Wilde. So she played um, on House, and she played in uh, what is the Cowboys versus the Aliens and Tron. Um, I, I I could picture her playing that character. And um, as far as the main characters, I, I really didn't have anyone in mind. I, I, I would love to have like a Brad Pitt involved in a project or a Will Smith, even if they don't act and they just do some directing. I, I'm just such a fan of their work that I could see them being involved. So this book allows women to get an insight of love from a man's perspective while getting lost in a creative and epic story, uh, you say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so far, so good as far as feedback from women and, and they really enjoyed it and, and they appreciated the fact that me being a man that I, I was willing to open up and just really write uh, a story from a man's perspective so um, I, I think women will enjoy it and, and be able to relate more to men and, and how they feel and how they act in certain ways um, and, and I think it's just such a it's very 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 creative and, and that's not me too in my own horn but um, it's very creative that I think people won't really feel as though it's like a, a tell-all of how men love and things like that. They'll really be able to just get wrapped up and just taken away into the story while also getting that insight while they're doing it. So the themes of your book, sacrifice, love, second chances, uh, anything else you'd like to add, Sabor? Um, second chances, love, um desire, um, patience, um, forever, just uh, appreciation of life, just just everything that goes along with living and just uh, 
just just being in the moment, just just appreciating life. I, I think that's all the everything, all the messages in the story. The title of the book, The Journey into a Man's Broken Heart. And the author is Subor Johnson. Subor, tell us how to get your book. Um, you can go on anywhere, any of your uh, your favorite bookstores website, whether that's uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Borders, and um, simply search Subor, that's S-A-B-U-R-I-M, and that's the two letters, I-M. You can search that, or you can search the title, which is uh, The Journey into a Man's Broken Heart, or you can simply um, contact me on Twitter at uh, I-M underscore Sabor, or on Facebook at I-M dot Sabor. And, um, you know, just just get in contact with me, and I can point you in the right direction. I can answer any questions or anything like that. And the book's also available on any um, e-reader or any e-reader app. Subor, thanks for being with us on Author Talk. Uh, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate the opportunity. You're listening to Author Talk. We'll be back right after these messages. Information is power, the power to change your life. So be here for Education to Excellence. Some of the most valuable information you may ever receive will be shared with you 7 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night with Education to Excellence with your host, Bruce Beichman. You'll benefit from insightful shows featuring guests that are proven experts in their field. Little-known facts on how to improve your health by making one very simple change in your morning routine. If you're a high school graduate or working adult and a bachelor's, master's, or doctorate degree from an accredited college would change your life, you won't want to miss this. Education to excellence. Shift your career into high gear without ever attending a traditional college class. Learn investment strategies from proven experts who have a track record of helping normal individuals build abnormal wealth. Check out their website, education2excellence.com. Then join us for the show, Education to Excellence, with your host, Bruce Beichman. Tuesday nights at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on toginet.com. Fertility. It's an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 Central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back. To Author Talk, brought to you by Author House, helping authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world. The title of the book, Hollywood Celebrities, Basic Things You've Always Wanted to Know, Volume 1. And the author is Sati Achet. And Sati joins us now on Author Talk. Hello, Sati. Uh, hi, Steve. How are you? Great, great, and uh, going to be an interesting uh, conversation about Hollywood celebrities, a, a great idea. In fact, uh, a book like this with 
information, as you put it, factoids about the celebrities and with your amazing caricatures. Why the idea, Sati? What what created this uh, idea to make Hollywood celebrities? Yeah, basically I found that people all over the world are generally curious to know the personal details of celebrities. This is all the more so when it comes to Hollywood celebrities. For example, people are generally curious to know the age, education, family details, and what the celebrities were doing before becoming film stars and so on. I myself have always been curious to know the biographical details of celebrities, especially Hollywood celebrities. So I did a research on Hollywood celebrities to see if there is any book written which gives some basic information on Hollywood celebrities. And I found that there is not even a single book anywhere in the world written on Hollywood celebrities consolidating the basic information of uh, the current crop of uh, film stars. In fact, I was surprised that how come so far nobody has thought about it even, you know. Then I thought it's a good idea on my part to write a book which consolidates the basic biographical information and interesting factoids on top Hollywood celebrities who are currently active in films. So I thought a book of this nature will be of interest to many fans of Hollywood celebrities and also for movie buffs. Well, you're a cartoonist, you draw caricatures, you're an author, you're a hand-shadow puppeteer, a ventriloquist, and a magician. You speak how many languages? Uh, six languages. Six languages, and you have yeah. four master's degrees. That's right, yeah. Uh, I don't think you've had time to do... Where did you get time to do all this? <laughs> Matter of fact, you were on David Letterman, weren't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was in David Letterman a few years ago. Um, I had written a book called Fun with Hand Shadows. It is basically an, an instructional book how to create hand shadow images. So at that time, I was invited as a guest at uh, David Letterman's show. And that was really a good experience. So this is my second book, actually. And you were also competing for the uh, America's Got Talent back in 2008 in the NBC show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was a quarterfinalist uh, in the America Has Got Talent show. Uh, I performed my hand shadows there, and I went up to six or seven rounds. So that was a very interesting experience I had. So Hollywood Celebrities, and this is volume one, everyone, uh, we're going to have how many more volumes? Uh, basically, there will be two more volumes. Two all more? Together, yeah, altogether three volumes. So there will be a total of uh, oh, 150 celebrities that you'll focus on. Yeah, that's right. I found that um, about 150 Hollywood celebrities are currently active in films. So I thought I will break them into three books, three volumes. So the first volume is covering 55 celebrities, and the remaining ones will be covered in the other two volumes, volume two and volume three, yeah. And each biographical page or the, the information is accompanied by a snapshot and then your caricature. Yeah, that is a format I have adopted. So I will continue the same format 
for Volume 2 and Volume 3 also. And these caricatures are just great. You're, you're a great artist. <laughs> Thank you so much for the compliment. So we have name at birth, nicknames, date of birth, birthplace, height, zodiac sign, education, family, awards, and interesting, as you call them, factoids. Well, give yeah. us an interesting, far-out factoid about one of our more famous actors or actresses. Yeah, sure. I'll be happy to do that. Uh, one interesting factoid is that Whoopi Goldberg worked in a mortuary where her job was applying makeup to dead bodies. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> that, goodness. That's quite interesting to know, isn't it? Yeah, that is. That is. Yeah. And, and go ahead. Uh, and, uh, you know, James Bond, uh, P.S. Brosnan, before he became a film star, he was a professional fire eater performing <laughs> fire-eating acts in a circus company in London. So uh, danger uh, seemed to follow him in the movies. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's correct. He's following the same trend, you know. Angelina Jolie, uh, interesting uh, fact, sounds like a lot like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, as a child, she wanted to become a funeral director. And she took some courses also to know uh, in detail how to do that, how to become a good funeral director, you know. So she was serious about it. Well, you're very fast as a caricaturist. Uh, how, uh -huh. do you, how, do you, how do you learn to draw so quickly? In fact, uh, how long does it take you to do a caricature? Uh, normally, it takes about uh, three to four minutes as a spot caricature. For example, if uh, you are sitting in front of me, I will look at you and I can do your spot caricature in three or four minutes. And you're... And, uh, and this is a self-taught art, you know. I learned cartooning and caricaturing on my own. I didn't attend any school or uh, I didn't take any course to learn it. So I have been drawing cartoons and caricatures since the age of 10. So I developed an interest in these two art forms. And I have been practicing it for the last, uh, you know, 40 years or so, plus 40 years. So... That's why, you know, I have got a good command, I believe, in drawing caricatures. And your caricatures have been published in a lot of, ma in a lot of newspapers. Right. It has been published in about or more than 25 U.S. national newspapers, such as the Chicago Tribune, Philadelphia Inquirer, Boston Herald, Omega, uh, Omaha World Herald, Washington Times, a lot of newspapers around the country. So this is what you call uh, this, your Hollywood celebrities book, is what you call kind of a mini encyclopedia on Hollywood stars. That's right. Yeah, that's what I would like to term it as, a mini encyclopedia, because it gives basic information, you know, on um, all these uh, selected celebrities. To begin with 55 and down the road, there will be 150 celebrities, you know. So anybody interested in knowing... For example, details, basic information about uh, Morgan Freeman or Mill Gibson. They have to just refer to this book, so they will get a, a, a basic idea about each one of them, you know. Well, give us another interesting factoid. Um, another interesting factoid is uh, Brad Pitt's first job was dancing in a chicken dress mascot <laughs> and, uh, to draw in customers to a fast food restaurant on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. Well, you got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, you know it's interesting he also worked as a chauffeur in Los Angeles you know mm. and uh, Bruce Willis worked as a security guard at uh, DuPont Chambers Works Factory in New Jersey he worked as a bartender in New York City restaurant and uh, he also worked as a private investigator Clint Eastwood was a swimming instructor to the in the United States army from 1950 to 1954 You know, there are many interesting factors uh, about each one uh, I can narrate, you know. Sure. For example, uh, George Clooney worked several jobs before becoming a, a Hollywood star. Uh, he worked selling women's shoes and men's uh, dress <laughs> and uh, cutting tobacco, you know. Harrison Ford worked as a carpenter in Los Angeles to support his family while pursuing his acting career. Well, we often forget when we look at these uh, famous people that when uh, before they became famous and became stars, they were doing regular things just like most Americans. Exactly. That's what fascinated me, you know. You know, Hollywood celebrities means we keep them at a higher pedestal, you know. They are not ordinary human beings, but a superhuman. You know, that is the concept we have. But if you read that this book you will be amazed to see that they are just a human ordinary mortals like any of us you know they had uh, you know simple jobs uh, to start with and even now they are going through the same you know ambitions the desires uh, you know trials and tribulations just like any of us so you know? so your book your encyclopedia really removes uh, any kind of veil of mystery about uh, these stars exactly yeah that's the right way of putting it you know the remove the veil of mystery it is a demystify hollywood celebrities you know right which celebrity has won the maximum number of academy awards uh clint eastwood has won five academy awards woody allen has won three academy awards but he was nominated 21 times and uh, he won three of them you know Meryl Streep for example she won 15 nominations but she got uh, two academy awards the common theme i noticed in this book is that out of 55 celebrities featured in this book 15 of them dropped out of college some of them even in the last semester you know just before graduation they dropped out of college just to pursue a career in acting and nine of them dropped out of high school also to pursue acting career you know so altogether out of 55 17 of them have college degrees 14 of them have graduated from high school so this book conveys an inspiring message that if you are prepared to take a calculator risk you are very likely to fulfill your ambition and you'll get to be in your book <laughs> yeah <laughs> and get your caricature drawn you know? <laughs> yeah yeah thank you very much yeah <laughs> i hope uh, they will uh, come across this book and uh, le- uh, you know read it you know because uh, that is another interesting thing i thought about you know the hollywood celebrities they are colleagues but they may not know about each other very well on a personal level you know for example george clooney may not know what uh, mel gibson was doing before he became a star or uh, how much he has uh, studied you know whether he is a graduate or not all those basic information they don't know each about each other's personal details you know that's what i understand so this book will be of interest even for hollywood celebrities you know this will give an opportunity for them to know uh, each other understand each other better 
So we have Cameron Diaz, Demi Moore, Denzel Washington, Drew Barrymore, Dustin Hoffman, Eddie Murphy, uh, Jack Nicholson, Jennifer Lopez, John Travolta, and the list goes on and on. Uh, Tell us about Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp uh, is a very fascinating person. And uh, before becoming a star, he also did uh, some uh, interesting type of jobs. For example, um, he was uh, working as a telemarketer selling pens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, he didn't complete his uh, graduation, high school graduation also, because um, he wanted to become a rock musician and an actor. So he dropped out of high school. How about Julia Roberts? Yeah, Julia Roberts also... Uh, didn't complete uh, her uh, education. Uh, high, uh, she completed her high school education, and after that, uh, she pursued her acting career. And uh, she was working some small jobs. You know, she wanted to. Her ambition was to become a, an actor, Hollywood character, a Hollywood actor. The title of the book: Hollywood Celebrities: Basic Things You've Always Wanted to Know. Volume 1, and that means, everyone, there will be a Volume 2 and a Volume 3. And the author and the caricaturist, uh, Sati Achet. Sati, tell us how to get your book. Yeah, this book is available uh, online and uh, also in uh, physical bookstores, brick and mortar bookstores, as we call them. And the best thing is that this book is available at the publisher's website, www.authorhouse.com. The interesting thing is that this book is available there for $1.15 and $0.31, cents, whereas in other online stores like Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com and other physical stores, it is available for $23.88. That means um, if you go to the publisher's website, you can get this book cheaper by $8. That's a substantial difference, you know. So people can gain a lot by visiting this um, publishers, www.authorhouse.com. Thank so you. Is, yeah. Thank you so much, Sati, for being with us on Author Talk. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. Uh, I enjoy talking to you, Steve. <laughs>